Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. It's more than a feeling and greater than something we fall into and out of. Love is the ongoing sacrifice of our own desires for the ongoing well-being of others. And at the center of the Christmas story, love is exactly what God is lavishing on us all. His love is why he becomes flesh. It's why he lives with us and it's why he dies for us. That love is what our world needs the most right now. And our own hearts would do well to drink deeply from God's love too. It's an invitation for every person and it's here now because Jesus is here now. This is love. Welcome to Christmas. So we're into our fourth week of Advent, and as the Terrestrial family shared, we're talking about love this morning. We're talking about the love of God. And in John 3.16, why don't you just say this verse with me, as many of us should know this verse. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We know this verse. This is one that we see everywhere. It's one that the moment in church, if we say, you know, John 3, 16, we don't even have to say where it's found. We just have to say, for God so loved. And most times, whether you say it out loud or not, you're saying it in your head. You're reading along. You don't have to look it up. But do we understand his love? Do we understand that when we read this scripture verse, it says that God so loved the world. So he loves all of us, loves every one of us. Now, see, a lot of times I think in church, when we read this scripture verse, when we see this scripture verse, and when we see it says, for God so loved the world, we immediately look around this room and we see other believers and we're like, yeah, God loves every one of us. But do you realize that he loves your coworker? He loves your neighbor. He loves your family members. He loves our politicians and leaders. There is no right or yes on that one. Do you realize he loves the world? Every one of us, everybody you meet, he loves them. He loves them so much that he sent his one and only son to die for them. The same way he sent his son to die for you and me. And I deserve it no more than your neighbor, your coworker. You deserve it no more than my neighbor, my coworkers, your coworkers. None of us deserve the grace of God. 
but he sent his son for the whole world. I want to talk to you this morning about the greatness of God's love. The greatness of God's love. It says in Ephesians 2 verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. I don't know about you, but I honestly can say I, I am thankful every day that God is rich in mercy. He's rich in mercy. So you know that thing you did yesterday? That one. He's rich in mercy to forgive you. He's rich in mercy to forgive me. This is the love of the God that we serve. So I want to look at five different things about God's love. The first one is this, the who of God's love. The who of God's love. Not whoville. I just realized it's the time of year. It should probably differentiate. Not that he doesn't love the people of whoville. Realize I kind of was going against what I had just talked about. Who is God's love for? See, here's the amazing thing about the who. John, 1 John 4 verse 8 says this. God is love. Can I recommend to you that you memorize this verse? God is love. Why don't you just say to your neighbor beside you, God is love. See, God is the who of his love. The incredible thing about him is he had no beginning. He will have no ending. He is everlasting to everlasting. So that means his love for you is everlasting to everlasting. God's love is great because he is great. His love is great because he is great. He created the heavens and the earth and all that is contained within it. So I want you to think about that for a moment. We're talking about the God who created the heavens and the earth and everything inside of it. Just sit in the awe of that for a moment. I think we forget who we serve. The stars you see at night, the sun you see in the morning, all of it, he created. And then his love for you was so amazing that he sent his son to die for you. For you. This is the awe that we should have. See, if you're reading along with us in the version Advent Bible uh, reading that we're doing, we're on day 18. I know, figure that out, right? December 18. Some of you aren't laughing because you're not doing the reading. You don't realize it goes with the date, but that's okay. But in today's reading, what it talks about is the angels showing up to talk to the shepherds. 
and the awe that the angels or the shepherds have of the angels. Let's be honest. How many of you, if one angel showed up, you'd be a little bit in awe? Anybody? All the ones with your hands down, you wouldn't be in awe at all if an angel showed up? You should not lie in church. <laughs> how many? One angel showed up at your house, how many would be in awe? Right? Right? I appreciate other people like, lift your hand, come on. All right, so here's the thing. These shepherds are in a field and a pile of angels show up. How many of you would be in awe? Right? How many of you enjoy a nice walk in the evening? Raise your hand. Nice walk in the evening. Not so many guys, hands up, but there's a few. Nice walk in the evening, right? I like long walks on the beach. I like different things. You're walking along on a nice evening. If we're saying a nice evening, let's just be honest. We're walking on a nice, warm, sandy beach, right? The snow that's flying outside, every one of us right now is like, Chad, let's go somewhere warm. You're walking along, sun setting. You're in Mexico. Sun is setting. You're walking along the beach. The sand is still hot. And all of a sudden, the sky lights up with all of these angels. How many of you would be in awe? So here is the amazing thing. These shepherds are in awe, just like us. How much of this story do we miss that the angels were in awe that the Son of God came to earth? Right? Just for a minute, the thing that makes us go, wow, I realize we don't worship angels, but many of us probably dropping to our knees, right? We're probably dropping to our knees going, is that an angel? Is it Jesus? Is it God? I'm not sure. I'm just going to get down. <laughs> right? We're dropping in awe. And here are the messengers in awe that Jesus came for you and me. I don't know about you, but I think I've lost the aweness of this. I think I've lost the aweness that Jesus Christ came for you and me. Because every day, I believe so many of us, we rely on this in 1 John 4, 16, it says this. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. If you're in a tough time, if this Christmas season is a little bit overwhelming and you're not sure what to do, look at this verse. Know and rely that God has you. He loves you. He's walking with you. He cares about you. Second thing is this, the what of God's love. The what of God's love. We read it already. We're just going to look at a short little part. John 3, 16, it says, God so loved the world. God so loved the world. The what of God's love refers to every person. Every person. The great, the small, every culture, every background, every lifestyle alike. He loves them all. God's love includes the alcoholic and the drug abuser. 
His love includes the prostitute. His love includes the politician, the political leader of the party that you dislike. His love includes them all. This is how he loves. See, here's the amazing thing when we think of Jesus coming to earth. You know when Jesus was here, all the religious people wanted nothing to do with him? How humbling is that for us who sit in the house of God? How humbling is that for you who call yourself a Christian? Do you ever ask yourself, if Jesus Christ showed up on earth again today, would I recognize him? Would I accept him? Would I go, that's Jesus, the son of God? Or would we be just as religiously arrogant as the Pharisees of his day? That's a heavy question. I would love to tell you that if Jesus was walking down the streets of Stratford, I'd be like, that's him, I'm following him. But you have to realize he did church, he did ministry the way that the religious people felt very uncomfortable. They didn't want to hang out with him. You know who wanted to hang out with Jesus? The prostitutes, the sinners, the ones that you and I might not have dinner with. And Jesus is having dinner with them. Well, Chad, no, no, my house is open to everybody. You're going to invite the prostitute off the street? You're going to invite the drug addict? This is God's love for everybody, for you and for me. Henry Nguyen, he says this, to die to our neighbors means to stop judging them, to stop evaluating them, and thus become free to be compassionate. Compassion can never coexist with judgment because judgment creates distance. The distinction which prevents us from really being with the other. You can't really hang out with people you're judging. You can't really love people you're evaluating. The what of God, the what of God's love is for everyone. Does our judgment, does my judgment, does your judgment outweigh our compassion? Or does God's love in you and in me stir us, stir our compassion to share his love with others? What does God's love do in you? Does it stir you? Three, the where of God's love. The where. Psalms 139 verse 7, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? 
The where of God, God's love refers to everywhere. Everywhere you go, God's love is there. God's love went to Calvary when he atoned for our sins of the world. And now he extends that love to the outermost parts of the earth. It reaches the arrogant and the proud. It includes those in the depths of despair. His love is everywhere for everybody. God can love through you everywhere you are, anywhere you are. You don't know what he is doing in the moment. You don't know what he's doing after the moment. But God can speak through you if you allow him to and you speak in love. I have a friend that was having lunch with some coworkers. And their coworker were talking about Christmas. And they said to him, they said, we celebrate, we're going to try to say this with, because it's different, Chris without the T, Miss. Just Chris, miss. They take the T out of it so it doesn't have Christ. And my friend just gently as they were eating just kindly responded and said, without the T, there is no Christmas. And then continued eating. Statement not made in arrogance, not made to demean people, but in love. Just a reminder of what Christmas is really about. What is God going to do with that simple statement that's done in love, done in honor? I remember walking away from this conversation. I told my friend, I said, I believe that one day they're going to see Christmas and they're going to see the T as a cross and it's going to lead them to an understanding of what Jesus really came to do for them. God is still always working. Number four, the when of God's love. The when. The when of God's love. Romans 5 verse 8 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the when. So if you're in the room or you're watching online and you're like, I will accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'll accept his love when I have my stuff together. That's not what Jesus requires. He actually loves you in your stuff. He just loves you too much to leave you in the stuff. He will help you out of the stuff and walk with you. See, Jesus died for me when I was still a sinner. Started reflecting over the last few months of the pieces that God moved, the the things that God kept out of my life so I could get back on track with him. And when I say kept out of my life 
in a room like this, many people are like, oh, he protected Chad from temptation. He protected him from sin. No, he actually protected me from code of conducts at workplaces that I didn't have to sign because if I had to sign it, I wouldn't have been able to sign it and I wouldn't have been allowed to work there. And by working there, it brought me back into a walk with Jesus Christ. God will move mountains to be in a relationship with you. How do I know that? He did it for me. And for every one of us, he sent his only son. I don't know about you. But knowing that God sent his only son to restore me to a relationship with him. Just a relationship. Do you know what I hear from that? This is what I hear. This is the simplicity of my relationship with Jesus Christ. God sent his son to die for me so God and I daily can have coffee together so I know his heart and I can do things for him that he shows me what to do. He sent his son so him and I could have coffee together. That's how simple it is from me. That's how simple it is. The when of God's love means at all times, God's love continues forever, for he is eternal. Since God always was and always will be, his love from everlasting to everlasting. I have loved you, with an everlasting love, I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Jeremiah 31.3. God will continue to seek after people. He will seek you. You will find him if you seek him with all your heart. He stands today at the door of your heart and knocks. If you will let him in, he will save you. Last one, number five. If you're an English person, you already know what it is. The why of God's love. English, I meant like English teacher. Sorry, I just realized like not spot of tea, but like English teacher. First John 1 verse 3 says this, Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. The why of God's love is actually beyond our comprehension. Why would he send his Son? That's beyond my comprehension. I cannot comprehend that. However, we do know that God's desire to fellowship with his creation, that's the why. To fellowship with you, to fellowship with me. Because of his great love, God gave his only son to die on the cross for our sins and bring us back into fellowship with him. From the beginning, God created this world, created this place, so that he could have a relationship with his creation. This is his love, that even though we broke the relationship, that even though it's you and I that caused the separation, he sent his son to restore it. He sent his son to draw us close. So going back to today's Advent devotional that we're reading, the shepherds received the angels the first time and would command their full attention. But the angels, they were not and are not 
the focus of our worship. They point us to Jesus. And we are to worship him. How much do we not grasp of God's worthiness of our worship and our praise and us serving him? See, when we walk into this place every Sunday, we should walk into this place in a reverence for God. We should walk into this place in the moment, even before the music starts. We should begin to worship him because of how worthy he is. It shouldn't matter who's leading worship. It shouldn't matter what song they're singing. It shouldn't matter anything. God sent his son to die for you and me. He is worthy of our praise. So how do we share this love with others? 1 John 4, 7 to 12, it says this. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. That should hold us accountable for how we love others right there. Let me read that part again. We got a fire? Hold on just a sec. I know Rick's in the house in Troy, so we're good. (laughs) You know what? Let's just... There we go. There we go. The fire of God still burns in our hearts. We're okay. Don't be worried about the candles going out. (laughs) Troy and Rick, if you guys are ever short for a shift, you see what I got. Everybody's like, who's Troy and Rick? They're firefighters, for all those that don't know. Just, <laughs> oh, Steve, you're here too. My bad. <laughs> got three. We were totally safe, guys. <laughs> There's a fire extinguisher somewhere in the building. <laughs> Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. If you have God in your heart, loving other people really shouldn't be that difficult because it's actually God's love coming through us. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he may, that he might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Verse 12, no one has ever seen God. Listen to this. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. You know what that verse tells me? People have not seen God, but the way you and I love other people is how they will see God. How do we love our coworkers? How do we love our neighbors? Because that's how they are going to see Jesus Christ through us. You and I are not God, but verse 12 12 tells us no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. People can see God 
by the way we love. God is for us and in us. And his love in us and for us should overflow to those around us. Let us never forget his love for us. That he sent his son to restore us to him. That we may receive his love because God is love. He loves the world. His love is everywhere. His love is for right now. And his love is to forgive our sins and bring us back into a fellowship with him. This Christmas season, as you go shopping, as you have family over, as you go out for dinner, let you and me, let us be so filled with his love and appreciation of his love that we have to share it with others. Let's pray. Father, we cannot fully grasp how awesome you are. Lord, during this Christmas season, help keep our eyes focused on how worthy you are of our worship. Never let us lose the wonder of your greatness. Everything in heaven and on earth was made to worship you. No one comes close to how glorious you are. Lord, let us remember your love. And Lord, help us to share that love with others. Let it stir in us to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.